0: A woo a hand clap a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Oh, you know, sometimes when you text your friends, it becomes perfect timing. Oh, yeah. So Mike Petralia from CLNS Media, he covers the Midwest now, the Bengals and the Reds, et cetera, out there. And uh, breaking news right before we went on the air about probably two o'clock, Joe Burrow needs an appendectomy. And uh, Mike is joins us on the Bobby V Sports Tech Hotline. Mike, tell us about uh, when when did Joe Burrow fall ill and need his appendix taken out?
2: Over the last couple of days, uh started feeling uh, sick from what I understand. And um, the whole key here is uh, really him getting it out of the way before camp begins. And um, obviously it's not something he controls, but uh, the timing uh, certainly isn't the worst uh, because, you know, If you're going to have something like this, you want to get it out of the way before the season instead of in the middle of uh, really ramping up to get ready for the regular season. So, um, you know, barring anything unforeseen and uh, the surgery goes fine, uh, it should not be a big deal for the Bengals. Um, Obviously, Joe Burrow uh, is an elite athlete, so the likelihood of this being laparoscopic and really minimally invasive is very high. And if it is indeed laparoscopic and they can go in and pretty much just um, scope it out and and get it out uh, laparoscopically, you're looking at one to three weeks. Um, And again, he's an elite athlete with a competitive desire to be on the field. So, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people here in Cincinnati are panicking. It's just one of those things that disrupts the normal flow going into camp because you know i one thing i learned over the years covering the patriots um you know the one thing belichick loved was developing a flow a rhythm no drama uh and the more drama you have to deal with it's it's more of a challenge for the coaching staff but again um you know assuming that the um, procedure goes without a hitch um should not be too big a deal
0: All right, let's create some drama for these Cincinnati Bengals. They need some. All right, so I'd rather have a quarterback with my appendix being removed rather than one that's trying to hold out for a contract. Uh, Let's talk about Burrow money. We just learned what Kyler Murray gets from the Arizona Cardinals, a guy that hasn't been to the Super Bowl, has nowhere near the wins and the stats that Joe Burrow has – Maybe on an injury front, we can compare notes. Then you've got Lamar Jackson, one of those guys that is holding out. Again, not even close to the wins and some of the accolades of big game performances that Joe Burrow has. And again, maybe we can battle on who's more vulnerable to injury. Then you got Deshaun Watson, who again doesn't have a Super Bowl to go to or any of the playoff wins to speak of like Joe Burrow. And I would argue some serious character issues that he's dealing with as (laughs) of now that Joe Burrow doesn't have to go through. Now, Kyler got mega money. Deshaun got mega money, guaranteed. Lamar might get mega money, probably will. What kind of mega bucks are we talking for Joe Burrow?
2: Well, something north of $400 million. I mean, it's going to be a Patrick Mahomes deal. And um, the, the Mahomes deal to me is germane on a lot of levels, guys, uh, because even Mike Brown, the understated owner of, 86 years old, soon to be 87 of the Bengals, spoke yesterday. And we all asked him, you know, he was asked about Burrow, naturally. And he said, I like Patrick Mahomes' approach to it, he said. Uh, I'm going to have more than enough money to take care of myself. I just want to get the business of getting the contract out of the way and now I'm just going to focus on football. Mike Brown believes that Joe Burrow is going to have that same mentality, and I agree. I don't think Bur- Burrow certainly wants the respect of being paid as one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the NFL. Is he going to hold out and make us think? He is not. I am not. This is not Lamar Jackson who feels, I think, that uh, they're starting to lose a little faith in Baltimore in him. Um, and wonder whether or not he's really worth it. Deshaun Watson obviously has huge off-the-field issues and people wondering there, can he possibly be worth an entire $230 million guaranteed over five years? And Kyler Murray, guys, it is unprecedented that I know of to have a quarterback required to film study at least four hours a week for the upcoming game. What does that tell you? That probably tells you that he's not as committed to the classroom work and the detail work uh, required to get ready for every single game. Uh, Burrow's not going to have those issues. So when you bring up all of those other quarterbacks and you ask, are the people in Cincinnati worried that Burrow wants out of Cincinnati already? That's ludicrous. He does not. He's an Ohio guy. He got a sniff of how close it is to win a Super Bowl. He knows Cincinnati has a very good organization, great coaching staff, and a front office that obviously is very small but very competent. Um, I I think there are a lot of reasons why Burrow wants to stay here, and I don't think that is going to develop into the -the off-the-field distraction that it could be in other markets.
1: Talking to Mike Petrolia from CLNS Media. All right, so tell me about Bengals' camp. You know, besides the Joe Burrow stuff, uh, these guys have to be very focused on getting back to the Super Bowl. What do they need to do to get back to the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, two things. They have to make sure that Jesse Bates when he does eventually report and we are of the belief zach taylor told me yesterday he believes you know bates is not going to hold out he will be in camp that he's ready to go mentally and helped out that secondary as the captain of the defense um you know play calling as a free safety knowing that he's frustrated that a multi-year deal didn't get done uh make sure jesse bates is on board ready to go And the kind of guy that he was, even though he did not have a great regular season last year, he struggled at times. But he was still a rock-solid influence in the locker room and play calling on the field. Make sure that's in place. Two, make sure the offensive line is ready to go. Alex Kappa had an off-season procedure actually in the spring to fix a core muscle issue. Um, It is uh, understood, according to Zach Taylor, that Kappa will be ready to go um, sometime early in training camp. The same with L. Collins. This is a bigger deal to me. The starting right tackle um, tweaked his back earlier this month um, and was put on the NFI because the non-football injury-related list because it happened away from the team and away from team activities. But he is also expected to be ready to go after a week or two, maybe hiatus, Uh, going into training camp, make sure the uh, offensive line is geared up and ready to go and indeed better than it was last year when Burrow was sacked Fifty-one times in the regular season and 19 in the playoffs.
0: I just thought of one: Dib Cincinnati McKinley High School versus Mas- Maslin High School. In There's <laughs> an We're one. talking inner city rivalries, Mike. <laughs> and Mike knows all about that rivalry. All right, what about the division, sir? Who is the biggest threat to the Bengals not repeating as division champs?
2: Baltimore. I mean, I Cleveland's quarterback situation's a mess, and I. I think they have a lot of uh, terrific players on defense, but I, I'm not sold on Cleveland. Pittsburgh's going through a transition at quarterback, and Mitchell Trubisky might wind up being uh, very solid for them, uh, but Pittsburgh doesn't have the weaponry uh, to challenge Cincinnati, and it's Baltimore. And is it's Lamar Jackson back healthy? I mean, you mentioned he's holding out. I mean, they've got to get him in camp. It, to me, I would make the argument that the Ravens, are much more concerned about how where their mental frame of mind is collectively than are the Bengals. Even with Burrow having appendectomy with Jesse Bates holding out, um, the core of the Bengals is in place. The Ravens, if their core is in place, they'll have a chance of challenging the Bengals. But I would tell you, Uh, the Ravens obviously have lost a ton in the receiving department and who's going to run the football. They have a lot of questions. I think, you know, of those three teams, I guess the Ravens are the biggest threat. um, And perhaps the Browns, if uh, their quarterback play is, is good, the the Browns could certainly um, provide a challenge, but to me the Bengals are far and away the best team in the division.
1: Um, tell me about these incoming rookies and, and obviously, you know, who's going to make the most impact, but who are you looking forward to seeing in camp and what they could do?
2: Well, Dax Hill is the guy getting, uh, who has been tabbed, uh, the next Jesse Bates. Uh, and it's going to be a lot a lot is going to be placed on Dax Hill's plate uh, going into training camp uh, already has been with OTAs and spring practice. And they love the way uh, the rookie out of Michigan has responded. They think he can be a difference maker in the secondary, maybe even a little more versatile uh, than Jesse Bates. Um, Certainly doesn't have the experience play calling that Jesse Bates does. And they, you know, Put so much on Bates's plate in terms of responsibility and running the defense. Um, that's somebody I'm going to be looking at closely is Dax Hill. Um, he is uh, going to be joined by Tyson Anderson. He's a strong safety out of Toledo. He is somebody else that I'm looking. Uh, freakish athletic playmaker is a strong safety he's a rookie that uh, should help uh, provide some depth behind Vaughn Bell and Bates when Bates does arrive and then uh, you have an offensive lineman Cordell Volson who is out of a division two school North Dakota State and they took him in the fourth round he is a guard tackle but they are going to put him on the inside and push jackson carmen the second year um you know second round draft pick out of clemson who had a pretty i don't want to say miserable rookie year but a very highly inconsistent even for a rookie uh rookie year uh last year and he's got to improve jackson carmen cordell volson are going to battle for the starting left guard spot next to Ted Karras, the new center uh, for the Bengals. So those are some of the areas I'll be looking at. Those are three young players. I'm, I'm curious to see how they develop. And I guess one other player I'll give you is Kwame Lassiter, the second out of Kansas. He is somebody that could make the, teams, uh, uh, make the team as a returner and make an impact on Darren Simmons's special teams unit
0: i agree with you on that volson kit well i shouldn't say kid because he is 24. Uh, so one of the older rookies and north dakota state man I, I always harp to dibs and everybody else about players out of north dakota state <laughs> If they are like the quarterback, the running back, and the receiver, the big sloppies usually perform at the next level. And this dude's a doorway, six seven, three twenty. Wow, I know.
1: Damn.
0: <laughs> You're surrounded by awesome football, man. Not only the Bengals. All right, brought up McKinley High School and Maslin High School. I'm sure they're going to be great this year. We had Ohio State's in your backyard as well. What is the feeling in Ohio about those California teams joining the
2: Big Ten? Um, you know, I haven't asked a lot of people about this. I think it's bizarre. And I, I understand what I, why it's being done for TV to restructure a lot of TV deals and add, what, 20 to 25% to the value of an already gargantuan Big Ten TV deal. Um, it's all about money. And I think it's silly to, have, to destroy natural rivalries. And, you know, the Pac-12... Pac-10 for many years before it became the Pac-12. But uh, the Pac-12 with losing USC and UCLA is not good. I, I don't think that leaves other schools like Stanford and Cal and Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, Oregon State in, in very good shape. But, uh, you know, that's the way sports is going. I think the people here in Ohio are are focused on, you know, beat the team up north and make sure that the quarterback play is going to be good. Ohio State's going to be a top three, top four team again.
1: Tell me about the Reds and trade possibilities. You know, not only Louis Castillo, who I think would be fabulous anywhere, but what about Brandon Uh, Drury if you were – that kid's having a career year.
2: It's what uh, the Reds want in return. And they're in an interesting position because they have at least five to six players. That could be difference makers down the stretch for a team in the pennant race. And if I'm the Reds, I don't trade Luis Castillo. Everybody here in Cincinnati is assuming he's out the door and going to be dealt. Luis Castillo, having watched Pedro uh, Dibs for so many years, right. is Pedro 2.0. Mm-hmm. All of the animation, all of the character, all of the on-field charisma that he's that he uh, exhibits why would you trade that he's going to be 25 and unless a team is going to blow you away in a package and maybe one will I don't see why you would deal the guy I really don't and I think the Reds would be better off signing him long term and building um, you know the three big rookies around Luis Castillo may perhaps trade Tyler Malley. Um, but trade uh, don't trade Luis Castillo because, you know, the Reds literally could be a playoff team next year if they were to hold on to Castillo. Brandon Drury, it just depends on what teams are offering the Reds and how many blue-chip prospects are coming Cincinnati's way for a guy who is in the middle of a career year, 19 home runs, um, you know, the leading uh, run producer on the team. And... Um, you know, it'll be curious to see how the Reds approach uh, the days leading up to August 2nd.
0: I love this guy, and Dibs and I have been trying to follow this guy for the last couple of starts, Alabama kid Graham Ashcraft. He's listed yes. as the fifth starter in this <laughs> rotation. And we were just, you know, making fun of his name a little bit, and then we realized, wow, oh, this dude can play, man. Yes. He's a great pitcher. Oh. Uh, tell us more about this kid.
2: So, uh, Dibs, you'll appreciate this. He never throws a straight ball. It moves all over the place. And uh, he has a very heavy fastball. And the, the, the issue with Graham Ashcraft is consistency and throwing his secondary stuff for strikes. And if he does that, he is a you know 15 game winner in the big leagues. He, his stuff is that good. He you know throws mid to upper 90s, sits right there. Um, but it's really the secondary stuff that's what he's got to learn at the big league level. That's really what all of them have to learn. Hunter Green really has a long way to go to me. I mean, he has a million dollar arm. There's no question about that. But he's got to learn how to work off his secondary stuff and get, you know, more differential between his hundred mile an hour fastball and let's say a 90 mile an hour change up and throw them both for strikes and locate and, and, and just make in-game adjustments. I mean, Hunter Green who starts tonight for the Reds against the Marlins has given up a major league high 23 home runs. And I think I was writing the preview last night. no, uh, National League picture has led the uh, led his league, the National League, in allowing home runs since 1946. That's the pace Hunter Green is on. Wow. So,
1: well, and so, and another thing, Castillo. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and another thing ahead. that and Ben just wrote, Mario Soto. I mean, got to learn to change up got a guy I mean his changeup is 90 but I'm talking about the softer one like Castillo throws but Mario Soto I mean they should have him working with Hunter Green because he yeah, could cha- he could he could get more. him to change speeds the one thing I see is you know tom Seaver would stress to throw hard and throw harder uh you know that kind of stuff but you got to you got to change speeds and to get through the lineup three times so um i didn't even know I that stat it. that's incredible because with his stuff um it is heartbreaking <laughs> you're talking tom browning you know giving up 33 home runs a year um you know but tommy never threw like harder than 85 86 so with that kind of electric arm man he's gotta he's, he's gotta start scaring some dudes
2: and it's just got to differentiate because that's, yeah.
1: what,
2: you know, you talk to anybody, any scout that watches Hunter Green or any broadcaster, um, they'll tell you that his differential is not there. He, right. when it sits, yeah. it sits flat at 100, and batters can obviously catch up to that. I, I And I'm going to tell you another player that. They, just he is a super super superstar that player that uh baseball fans don't talk enough about you know who i'm talking about just was in town paul goldschmidt
1: oh yeah paul goldschmidt his whole career nobody knows about him whole
2: career i mean it's just remarkable he has 300 home runs yeah that's just stunning to me that he's been around that long and and just been in an anonymity for most of his career
0: card's gonna win that division
2: no,
1: Milwaukee's bullpen's too good. Really? It, mm. That's a tip
2: of the cap. To, yeah, yeah. I hate yeah, her. Hater, Milwaukee knows how to hater and
1: out. Devin Williams are two-thirds of the nasty boys. Those guys hater. are sick. Yeah. Those guys are pretty sick. Yeah, I, I mean, want to ask you a real and, quick one before we let yeah. you go. Juan Soto, any chance going to the Cardinals?
2: Uh, sure. I mean, there's always a
1: possibility if the,
2: if the cards are all in. Any team that trades for Juan Soto is going to want to uh, uh, presumably not just fill out his player control right. through 25, but sign him to a 10-year, 450, 480 million dollar contract. So, um, you know, that's what any team acquiring him, I think, is going to be uh, considering. Uh, but sure, there's a chance he could go to St. Louis. I, I would see that fitting.
1: You, the Next man. Hour oh, yeah. Well, keep yourself cool. I know those uh, Cincinnati days can be really hot, especially when you're out there covering the football. It's, it's really hot. So be cool out there, okay? Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Exactly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Mike. Thank you, Mike. Okay, round two. Name something that's
0: not boring a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh.